0: Welcome back to the podcast, I have a new friend with me today, somebody who is extremely wise and has created our access to a supplement that you will not believe you have access to. It is something that got recommended to me earlier this year. I am amazed at the results that I've had, I had no idea that this was in existence. And it turns out that this human is somebody with whom I've had a connection unbeknownst to me. Leslie Kenney, founder of Oxford HealthSpan. Welcome to the
1: podcast. Thank you very much. It's such an honor to be here.
0: I'm so happy you're here. You are a Southern Californian. You're an entrepreneur and uh, you're a graduate of Berkeley and Harvard Business School your life was turned upside down when you were diagnosed with lupus and rheumatoid arthritis in your 30s, which is rare. And I look forward to unpacking this a little more. When your doctors told you that lupus had a life expectancy of five years, and that rheumatoid arthritis could never be turned around, but only managed or cured, uh, you set out to optimize your health as best you could. So you went back to school. You went to RIN, which is the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York City. We all know it well. You became a Bulletproof Coach under Dave Asprey. You took on health coaching clients around the world, and you healed yourself. You began helping life sciences academics at European universities, including Oxford, where you now live, to raise money for discoveries, scientific discoveries that are being made. It's an incredible undertaking. In your notes that you sent me, you wrote that you were in a meeting with one such scientist that you had learned about, uh, it was in one of these meetings that you'd learned about a natural compound called spermidine, hilariously, rich in a uh, traditional Japanese dish with which you had grown up, natto. Spermidine is showing great promise, supporting health as we age. This is a longevity conversation. The science is obviously compelling or we wouldn't be here talking about it. One scientist even calls it uh, an anti-aging vitamin in a published scientific journal. And I cannot wait to talk to you about this because now I've been taking it for over a month and I actually think I feel a difference. I don't know what to say. It's I'm just so thankful for it.
1: I'm so pleased to hear that. And most people do need about a month or two months before they, they feel and see results. If you mm. wear a wearable tracker like the Oura Ring, the BioStrap, uh, the Whoop, or something like that, sometimes you can see it sooner. We see people who tell us that the very first night that they take it, they can see their deep sleep improve on their aura ring. So results Mine do definitely very has. fantastic. Just, I'm so pleased.
0: Yeah, on on my aura ring, I can see the deep sleep has been amplified by at least 30, 30 minutes to an hour per night, which is wow, crazy. That's
1: good. Yeah. <laughs> that's very crazy. good.
0: It wasn't happening. Um, and for all of its faults, the aura ring does do a pretty great job of at least clocking that bit. Yeah, And that I've definitely noticed. Um, I, I would love to hear a little bit about how you came upon this compound and the history of it so that we can then head back to what you're doing now.
1: Well, like so many serendipitous things, especially here in Oxford, which some people call the Disneyland of academics, I happened to be at a party for scientists and philosophers and poets, and got into conversation with a physiologist who told me about some 1,000-year-old scrolls that he had been given the chance to examine. They were all about the health and longevity of the Emperor of Japan, and they had been written in 984 by The court physician to the emperor yashiori tamba they were his magnum opus and because this physiologist professor dennis noble had been the tutor to the empress of japan she and her husband the emperor offered him the chance to look at these now they've been stored all this time in the imperial household archives and the only people who get to examine them are members of the household. So for Dennis, this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And he began to tell me about the choices he made. He could only choose three of the 30 scrolls. So looking through the table of contents, he decided that he would, uh, one of the ones that he wanted to choose was on longevity and sexual intimacy and he knew that i had dennis knew that i had done work in asia pacific back in 2000 so over 20 years ago and had been known there as the high priestess of sex in china and understood a lot of these practices around intimacy and so he had no misgivings about talking to me about it because you might in Oxford. It's actually in some ways it can be conservative. So he began to talk. Yeah, I'm, about I'm actually
0: amazed. <laughs> uh, sorry about this. I'm actually amazed that um, it, we're, for, we're in so many different taboos right now. Yes. Um, deep. <laughs> well, but all that I read about this confirms what you're talking about. Everything that I read is leading in this direction, and it's fascinating to me.
1: Yes, well, that was exactly it. So Dennis said, Leslie, I don't think there's anyone in the United Kingdom that I can talk to about this, but you. I can speak to you openly about this. No one's going to look askance because you are thinking about this. You you have a respect for the Eastern way. So the practices that I had been familiar with when I had been Uh, working in China years years ago were Taoist and Tantric uh, methods of how you uh, use intimate practices to increase your longevity. But I had never gone into the physiology of it. And when Dennis told me about these very discreet instructions on how the emperor and his concubine or empress would actually engage with one another I began to realize they were so specific there must be a reason to them and I I asked him if there was anything if it was possible that from a physiological standpoint there was any way that this could indeed be true the touching of the various the gentle touching of the various parts of the of the body in particular the neck area the arms the palms Uh, Was that perhaps opening meridians? And what about this bit about seminal retention, which is a big part of this longevity scroll and part of the success of, uh, of the emperor, if he wants to stay healthy and virile into older age. And I mentioned to Dennis that I had encountered a... Immunologist at the University of Oxford named Katja Simon. And she was working on something called spermidine and terribly named molecule. But I knew there was a lot of spermidine in semen. And her work demonstrated that this potentiated the immune system, kept it healthy into older age, kept it in balance really. And was it possible that seminal retention in an older individual, in an older man, would conserve the spermidine, which would then improve the immune system and thereby the entire body system? So that was the start of our conversation on a New Year's Day back in, I think, 2014. And we were engaged in conversation long after all the other guests had left. <laughs> and we agreed that we would pick this up again, uh, you know, in years to come. So we we did. I continued to work with Kacha and looked around for where we could actually find spermidine. And spermidine is one of those molecules that actually... We shouldn't be afraid of the name. There's nothing taboo about it because we make it in our bodies. We make it in our gut biome, and we get it in our food. Every single plant and animal makes this. It's so important. And babies have copious amounts of it, as does breast milk, and of course in semen. Now we're in it. Now, now we're, we're in, in it. it. Breast milk it's is an food. aliphatic.
0: It's an aliphatic polyamine, correct? Yes, that's right. Which means it's an amino acid, which means it's extremely beneficial for uh, gut junction health as well.
1: It will downregulate the the emission of zonulin. So zonulin is what opens up those tight junctions. And so if you want to counter that, uh, if you have uh, some kind of gut dysbiosis, then this would be one of the ways that you would do it. And then with with infants, of course, the gastrointestinal tract is quite immature. So the mother is giving spermidine, not just because the polyamines will help the baby grow, but also it will have the benefit of sealing up those junctions in the gut lining as the baby gets older and prepares for solid foods. So it's really quite, quite important. In semen, yeah. it's necessary because the, uh, the DNA can wrap tightly around spermidine. Uh, normally, it would wrap around a histone bond, which is much larger. But in, in sperm, it needs to be a very tight package and because it's small. And that is the role that it plays there. But it's also very good against reactive oxygen species. And interestingly enough, when sperm is created, that is a very oxidative event. I mean, we might not think about that. We might not think about that event at all, but uh, it does create a lot of reactive oxygen species in the man. So the spermidine can protect, um, can offer some protection from that.
0: So this is great for men and women.
1: It's great for men and women. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's great for everyone, all animals, all plants need it. Um, So there have been studies in rice seedlings, which show that when you have uh, rice that is under stress from heat, too much heat, and you give it spermidine in the water, that it actually upregulates the production of the antioxidants, catalase, superoxide dismutase, and glutathione. And these are all things that we ourselves make in our liver. So right. we all need it. plants and animals. You know,
0: one of the most important studies that I found was the one that was published in 2013 in the biology journal called The Cell, Mm. Is that the one that you had sent me? I've I've asked so many different people about this. Is that
1: the hallmarks of aging? This is called. It's by the Spanish biochemist Carlos. Yes, López Otin. Yes, exactly. So that will be on the hallmarks of aging. Absolutely right. Nine
0: hallmarks of aging. Right, and he posited that it was possible to halt the aging process rather than simply treating the symptoms of, say, uh, heart disease, Alzheimer's, cancer, among other diseases. Uh, Lopez Otin said one might be able to halt the onset of aging itself with this m- compound, with this molecule. Um,
1: that that really blew my mind, and it dovetailed so nicely with something that I had always, I had always felt or intuited. You know, when you have these tiny voices in your head, and you're thinking, mm-hmm. maybe I should listen to that. Maybe there's some innate wisdom and the innate wisdom was when i was told that i couldn't do anything about lupus that it was incurable that the rheumatoid arthritis could only be managed and at the exact same time and i don't put this didn't mention this but i was undergoing fertility treatment and i had been told i was infertile you never tell a woman something like that <laughs> yeah. Um, So there's a lot of judgment in all of those statements and incurable, infertile, there were a lot of things my body was not capable of doing. And my wisdom at that time was actually to just bring my body back into balance. What if we bring the body back into balance? And just like when we are young and we cut ourselves or bruise ourselves, but the body knows what to do, maybe... I can bring my body into a position where it can actually find healing. And so when I saw this paper by Lopez Otin, I thought, this is amazing. This says that instead of trying to treat these illnesses one by one, you know, like plugging a roof, a leaky roof with 29 holes and just plugging one hole and saying, okay, there, we've solved it. But having 28 more leaks, I thought this is, this is fantastic because it says there are nine pathways down which we age. And if we can just stop the aging process, we can avoid the diseases of aging. I would like to do that because I know that when I was diagnosed with all of these illnesses, I was biologically older than my chronological age. So if I was able to bring my body back into balance and then later subsequently get pregnant completely naturally and deliver a very healthy baby. Uh, I've been in remission from the rheumatoid arthritis and the lupus since 2004. If I could do all those things, I basically had biologically reversed my age. So could everybody else do this? And this paper elucidated those nine pathways down which we needed to act in order to stop that. And what fascinated me and still does is the fact that spermidine has been shown to halt six of those nine pathways. There's only one other molecule that does that and that's rapamycin. I don't know if you're familiar with rapamycin, but it's an immune suppressant that's used with transplant patients so that they don't reject their donor organs. And immune suppressants, very heavy handed immune suppressants like this scare me a little as an autoimmune patient. Or a lot. Yeah, a lot, right? (laughs) I mean, some people say, oh, rapamycin, no sweat. I, I find this with the tech bros. No problem. I'm happy to take it. You know, we're just microdosing. and I'm microdosing LSD. I'm microdosing psilocybin. You know, we can safely microdose these things. But my feeling about that, especially, um, you know, I, I guess it's something akin to the way that I felt about LASIK. I had a lot of friends who said, oh, LASIK, it's great. Just do that. But I'm very, do- I'm very sensitive about my eye. <laughs> And I just keep thinking, the penalties for failure for me are so great. If something goes wrong with LASIK, I'm too worried.
0: You know, I'm just—I have the exact same experience. Yeah, Two weirdos <laughs> to each other right now. I can't, I can't bear it. And I found out that I, I couldn't do it for a long time because I have astigmatism. But now there's somebody in London who could do it, and I'm still, uh, I'm a no.
1: Yeah, it's yes, exactly because my glasses are my
0: accessories anyway
1: (laughs) this is the same with me i've been wearing glasses since i was eight years old and i just so i feel the same way about my immune system that i do Mm. about my eyes because my immune system has been out of whack before and i had all of these terrible judgments made about my body's ability to heal itself I just can't go down that path. I just thought, okay, this is going to be messing with my immune system. I can't. But spermidine is in food. It's, it's. You know, you can get it in chicken livers. You can get it in shiitake mushrooms, in natto, which is fermented, a uh, fermented soy delicacy in Japan. You can get it in cheddar cheese. You can get it in, uh, in peas and legumes, and wheat germ. So the fact that I could have the equivalent of rapamycin. It hits six hallmarks of aging out of nine, just like rapamycin, but there were no downsides because this has been in the food supply for millennia. Right. That made it a no-brainer.
0: What I found also is that the it guards against the aging of mitochondria.
1: Mitochondria and, whole... and stem cell dysfunction, yes.
0: Wow. 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 We want well, our stem cells deal to that. function properly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Of yeah. course. Yes. The, 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 big deal is that you, you don't have the same, um, what is it called? The telomeres?
1: Yes. So your telomeres are the end caps of your chromosomes and you want them to stay nice and long as you get mm-hmm. older, because that's sort of like the original, the original imprint. And you're photocopying when you make your cells you're photocopying from that original or a copy of the original and it becomes a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy so Mm. by the end of life the copy is not so good and that Mm. is the equivalent of short telomeres but what we do know from recent research out of germany is that spermidine appears to lengthen telomeres and that is that's fantastic because it is a it is a measurable benchmark of our biological age. So you know there's this theory, obviously we all know what our chronological age is, we've been celebrating it for decades, but our biological age can in some cases be decades younger than our chronological age or it can be decades older. And t- long telomeres are associated with internal youth, short telomeres, with internal aging. And the really positive news is that we can do something about it. We can actually improve our telomere length, and spermidine is one of the ways that we can do this.
0: And apparently, uh, according to the notes that I read, um, Elizabeth Blackburn yes. and uh, Alyssa E. Pell also wrote The Telomere Effect, which I have. They did a study in 2017 that showed that couples who were sexually intimate benefited also from longer telomeres.
1: Very interesting, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oxytocin is the potential culprit there?
1: So oxytocin is the bonding hormone and the one which obviously is we mothers when we're breastfeeding our babies, we increase it In ourselves and the receptors in the baby's brain increase too, um, which makes them more socially apparently more social as they get older.
0: That was the best feeling ever. I'll never. It's a wonderful
1: feeling, right? Anytime
0: I think about it, I just get a big smile in all of my organs.
1: It's magic. It's magic. Yes, I think. And and of course, you know, you don't have to breastfeed to get that sort of high. It's when you are really engaging with someone. You have that one-to-one eye contact, eye-to-eye. And in couples, they believe that it's elevated when your eye gaze, your heart rate, your breath is harmonized. And in terms of telomere lengthening, it, it could be that we don't know exactly what the effect is. Obviously, if a couple is having intercourse, the female is receiving the spermidine and she's receiving it into mucosal tissue that is very absorbent of, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll actually readily take this in. Mm -hmm. And I'm really trying to be as, as physiologically accurate here as possible, but that's what, certainly for the women, I think that could be the benefit. There was another study which actually showed that vaginal aging was less in women who had regular sexual intercourse and so i had to wonder is there something about the spermidine keeping the lining of the vagina younger oh wow we need to we need to uh, we need to wait Do a for study. Uh, we need to do a study. We need to do a study. We need to go to the Kinsey Institute at Indiana University on, and ask go. and ask the Hoosiers to do it, I think.
0: I'm sure they would. <laughs> oh so, my god. It, there's so much really good information here, but what I can say for sure is it's very rare that I get fewer than 7 hours of sleep anymore, but there was one night very recently where I only got 6. Um, for several reasons, it was a gigantic storm. The wind was blowing. There was a piece of furniture outside blowing in the wind in the <laughs> middle of the night. But in the six hours that I did sleep, I got two point something hours of deep sleep.
1: A lot of uh, a lot of our clients tell us this, and we don't have human studies on the circadian rhythm balancing effects of spermidine but we do have in vitro studies with clock Mm -hmm. genes and cells and we have uh, animal studies with elderly mice and their circadian rhythm so what seems to happen as well what we know happens anyone who has an elderly aunt or uncle or parent will have heard the complaints i can't sleep i need the radio on i need the tv on As we get older, our circadian rhythm goes out of whack and our ability to sleep at the right time, it declines. And the belief is that the levels of spermidine correlate with better sleep. So when you're young, you've seen five-year-old kids, they just conk out anywhere, right? could be mm. at, a, at a party at a rave they can they could sleep.
0: <laughs> I do that I, I fall asleep on concrete no problem. <laughs> so
1: then your spermidine levels are good. they must be <laughs> and they must be. but as we get older and our spermidine levels go down, along with other important hormones that regulate sleep such as melatonin and progesterone, our sleep becomes dysregulated. but when you, administer spermidine to these animals, their sleep, their circadian rhythm begins to balance out and look more like the circadian pattern of a younger animal. And that's, that's quite exciting. Uh, there is a study happening right now on sleep, but we don't have the data in on it yet.
0: I'm very, very interested in that data because I think that for me, that's where the rubber met the road and I decided within days of starting to take it that uh, I was in. <laughs> I'm
1: so, Truly. so pleased to hear. And especially for us women, mm-hmm. sleep as we get older is crucial. Elusive, It's elusive. It's elusive, but it's so crucial because this is when, especially deep sleep, is when the glymphatic system mm-hmm. goes to work. So that is yeah. the equivalent of the lymphatic system but it's in the brain so literally the different Mm -hmm. compartments of the brain they shrink and these little channels or rivers become apparent this is work out of cornell university and go cornell go big red (laughs) (laughs) that's my school that's your school there we go yeah and that those channels allow Um, waste to go out. And the Danish researcher Cornell who discovered this posited that nutrients could also flow in to the brain at that time. So the glymphatic system operating is very important. If the brain does not experience deep sleep, the glymphatic system just doesn't appear. Those channels don't appear. And for women, because we have twice the chance of getting dementia and Alzheimer's or Alzheimer's as we get older. This is very important because they have linked poor sleep in middle age to a higher chance of dementia and Alzheimer's as we age. So uh, we in particular must really pay attention to our sleep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I,
1: I, that's the, that's
0: the real reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast. All of the (laughs) other things like they all mean something. I lucky Luckily, I have a, a partner with whom I can work on all of the conversation around intimacy, and I consider myself very fortunate to have that in my life. But the sleep thing has been extremely significant for me, so that's Yay. why I wanted to have you here. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk to our listener for a few moments about where they can find the products that you're making with Spermidine. In them.
1: Yes, absolutely. Please. So we are based in Oxford, England, and we do work with scientists at the University of Oxford who are on our scientific advisory board. So Katja Simon, Gada Al Saleh, who've done the work on spermidine and immunology, and Dennis Noble in the physiology department. As a result, we decided we should uh, use the word Oxford in our name. So we have, we call ourselves Oxford HealthSpan. And OxfordHealthSpan.com is where you will find us. We have two food-derived versions of spermidine as a supplement, both with one milligram of spermidine. That is the minimum effective dose that has been used in human trials. And I will hasten to add that synthetic spermidine has never been used with humans, only food-derived. And we just don't know Mm -hmm. if synthetic Mm -hmm. is safe or not. But on OxfordHealthSpan.com, you can find both gluten-free spermidine as well as wheat germ, highly concentrated defatted wheat germ concentrate spermidine, which is the one that you're trying. That's called Primidine. And it's to put you into the new prime of life. I I had to really think carefully because I, I wanted to bring the product to the United States because I wanted my mother to be able to take it. But I knew she would never be able to go into the supplement store I talk to her friends about it and use the word sperm. I just knew she would never ever want to use that word. So I thought well let's rebrand it as primadine and everybody wants to be back into the into the new prime of life
0: and, and the all- friend the friend who uh, sent me to it is a very dear friend who shall remain nameless whom I trust, who I trust extremely well to uh, send me, you know, references and products and things. And she was like, this, by three months' worth.
1: <laughs> and I was so... like,
0: okay. And that's what started this whole thing, Leslie. <laughs> that's how this all began. I didn't, you know, the way that we got in touch was so circuitous and there's so many different connections that we have, but that was how it started.
1: I'm so, I'm so thrilled. And uh, obviously really chuffed um, that that individual had so much faith in in me, the company, the team, and the product. Um, There are so many supplements out there. Ours is not an especially cheap one. It is really one that is an investment, but I cut no corners on the quality. I wanted everything to be done in FDA inspected and registered facilities. I wanted independent testing for lead, mercury, arsenic, all the bad heavy metals. I wanted to have everything tested for E. coli, salmonella, just everything. And I really put my heart and soul into this. Nothing goes into my body unless it is really heavily vetted. And that's how I feel about the product. I didn't want to put something out there that I wouldn't put into my own body. And yeah, of course. I, I'd like to say I've lived eight of my nine lives already. I don't have a lot of wiggle room left. So yeah. I'm very careful.
0: Yes. And you're 56.
1: I'm going to be 57 in June. I almost can't amazing. believe it. But I, life is so much better now that I'm in my fifties. I don't, I, I, it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to come into one in contact with wonderful people like you and to Mm -hmm. work on such a fun project as this and one that I hope will touch and improve the lives of so many.
0: The last note that I want to make for our listener is that uh, another dear teacher and friend to me, Nadine Artemis of livinglibations.com. She also has done extensive work and uh, is a big proponent of spermidine. So she has on her website a blog and a couple of, I think, a podcast, at least one. So if you're still sort of curious and you'd like to learn more, head over to livinglibations.com and listen to Nadine talk and teach on it. It's wonderful.
1: Nadine's Um, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alina. I really Mm. appreciate it. Thank you so yes, much. No so pleasure.
0: Grateful. And uh, you know what? There's one last thing I wanted to leave with our listener, which is the article from Dennis Noble. Mm-hmm. If you wouldn't mind to submit that with your notes, I'll make Absolutely. sure to include it um, in the podcast show notes. The article is called Slow Sex, Long Life. Just to give some color to the <laughs> conversation that we had earlier, it's something that I actually have to work on in my own life too. Where just taking the time to really be not just in sex, but in general during the day to just take a moment to sink into a hug, yeah. to sink into a, a, a holding of a hand. You know, these are things that we don't realize they're having a chemical impact on us that is extremely beneficent molecularly, Absolutely. cellularly. So I just wanted to point that out. We'll make sure that that article by Dennis Noble is included in the show notes. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you.